What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode 152 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And if you listen to the, the prior episode, it was all about the offensive midseason report card, basically the, the stock report. And we're going to follow it up with the defensive midseason report uh, and seeing where our defensive unit is at this moment. Obviously, the defensive side of the football has been sort of a positive for this group. They've been carrying this football team. They've been a, uh, you know, the defensive line has been phenomenal this this, this season, uh, really getting after the quarterback. And, you know, for what it's worth, the amount of times that the, you know, Eagle fans will call for Jim Schwartz's head, uh, the defensive unit has been strong the last couple of games. Uh, so obviously we're going to get right into the defensive uh, midseason report card. Evan, how are you feeling about the defense, my friend? Well, Gail, um, I, as excited as I am to talk some Nate Gary right now, I am <laughs> I, I'm feeling a lot better about our defensive side of the ball than I am about what I've been seeing on the offense. Uh, you know, we have a lot of holes that we talked about in the last episode um, that going on uh, within our offensive line, questionable quarterback play. Uh, guys that haven't been able to get on, stay on the field in the wide receiver position. But uh, I think we have had some bright spots on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, I'm excited to talk about them. We're starting uh, with the defense. Should um, should I start with uh, – I'm sorry. Should I interrupt this, uh, this quick intermission real quick just to tell you about the Brett Favre news that I read just recently? What he said about Carson Wentz? Yeah. I mean, I think that that is uh, – Kind of a slap in the face to our boy. Yeah, I saw that before the show. I mean, uh, what, what's, what's your thoughts on that real quickly? I imagine your hero. Imagine your hero saying that about you. I know, dude. It's crushing. Like, the, the child in 
hopefully that makes him upset. Yeah. Hopefully that brings a rage. Like he's, his hair is already red, but I think he's got to be seeing red. You know, you're your guy that you've uh, grown up loving, kind of just you know shit in the bag and threw it and hit your door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it feels like. It is what it is. It is what it is. Certainly is. Moving on to the defense. Yeah. Defense out of the ball. I feel like the defensive unit has been uh we talked about them earlier on in the show. I think uh they've been uh you know they they've had their uh um downfalls on a couple of big plays. Uh obviously <laughs> Nate Nate Gary's a part of some of those big plays that were given up. But um, I wonder which way his stock's gone. Uh, way down. <laughs> uh, but let's start with some positivity across the defensive line. The defensive line has been Really solid this year. Uh, Brandon Graham, uh, he's an all-pro player in our hearts. He's an all-pro shit talker as well. He backs it up. You know, it's his 11th year. He ranks third in the NFL with seven sacks. Uh, he's on pace for the first time for double-digit double sacks. That's where we, you know, you know, looking at a veteran whose numbers are getting better as he gets older, that's kind of crazy. Um, it is. He's fourth in the league with uh, tackles for loss. He has nine there. You know, it's just been great to see his level of consistency this season. You know, for me, uh, his stock's up. Uh, Fletcher Cox, you know, he had a better season. than He's, he's having a better season than he had last year. I think I, I still want to see more from him. Uh, you know, he has two, two, uh, two and a half sacks this year, seven tackles for loss. Six quarterback hits and second on the team with twelve pressures. Um, you know he's he's still a lot to deal with for you know defensive. Uh, I mean offensive uh, coordinators. He, he's just all about the disruption. So I think Fletcher Cox for me. I think he's he's at a standstill for me. Uh, Malik Jackson. You know I felt like uh, after missing last season, he's had a great year. Um, you know, like I thought if there was a piece that anyone that was worthy of, you know, trading, someone might like his his production. He's got uh, 11 quarterback hits, hits uh, one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss in seven games. Uh, but I, I feel like he's he's been phenomenal. I'm going to go stock way up for me from Malik. Derek Barnett, uh, pretty, you know, I think he's he, – after being injured the last couple of seasons or being banged up, I feel like, uh, you know, he's, he showed out a couple of games. He's got three and a half sacks, eight quarterback hits. Uh, he's just been uh, pretty solid. So I'm going to stocks a little bit up for me on Barnett out of those four guys, Malik, Derek Barnett, Malik Jackson, such Cox and Brandon Graham. Where you, where you at with those guys? Uh, well, if we're starting off with Brandon Graham, him having a career year in his 11th year is it's crazy, man. It, re- it really is a crazy thing to see. Uh, he has been absolutely balling this year. He has been uh, our most consistent defender, in my opinion. So my stock on him is way, way up. Um, I'm feeling great about what I've seen from Brandon Graham. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, as for Fletcher Cox, I mean, y- you gave him a stock slightly up or you gave him kind of uh stand still say st- st- stand still yeah i'm i'm in the same boat i mean i think that fletcher cox is 
like you said, a disruption, and yet you don't always see his production on the stat sheet uh, because he's taken double teams. And I totally get that because I do see on the outside, I see guys like Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham getting to the quarterback and be, you know what I mean, be, being able to get there. I think a lot of that is coming from the interior pressure that Cox is creating. So in a, you know, a secondary sense, Fletcher Cox is doing well enough to get other guys uh, to create pressure. But I just, for a guy that's making as much money as he is, I would just like to see some more production out of him. So I'm going to leave him at a flat line just because his bar is so high. Um, just, just like Carson Wentz, we we've seen what he's capable of and I want him to reach that level again. Malik Jackson is, has been such a shock to me because after missing him all of last year, after he goes down in the first game, um, I really didn't know what we had in Malik Jackson, but ever since he's been playing this year, I have come to see exactly what we have and he is a beast right in the middle right alongside Fletcher Cox I think those two paired next to each other they're a good force to have and uh Derek Barnett I need to see some more man I still need to see some more uh he's he's a first round pick and quite frankly in my opinion he's being outplayed right now by Josh Sweat I, I I would rather have Josh Sweat on the field than Derek Barnett at this point so you know if if you're comparing the two picks Derek Barnett was drafted a hell of a lot higher. I think that, he, you know, that, that requires more production. So uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a slight downturn. I'd agree. I agree on Josh Sweat. His stock for me is way up. I think uh, a guy who's dealt with injuries over his, his, his short career and in college, he's, his stock was way up coming out of high school. Like it, I feel like he's finally developing into the player that uh, he's meant to be. Um, definitely, uh, he's, he's scored three sacks. He's got six tackles for loss, playing 49% of the snaps uh, and being very productive. Um, definitely a big part of the uh, rotation and, uh, definitely, uh, you know, moving on, you know, you're talking about like if the Eagles have to, you know, save money and, and Brandon Graham, they have to, are forced to let him go. You, f- you feel, you know, Josh Sweat has, has made his mark and, and you know, him getting more opportunities is something to look forward to. Uh, I think Javon Hargrave definitely stocked down there, you know, for the money that we, we paid. He's signed to a three-year, $30 million, $39 million contract. Uh, he's got one sack, one tack for loss, three pressures, and two quarterback hits. Um, you know, you just want more production out of him. Obviously, he's in a nice defensive line group. Uh, the defensive tackle position is pretty stacked for us. Um, so I'm just looking for a little bit more from him. But obviously, you know, him being one of the big ticket free agents, I'd like to see f- more from him. So stock down there. Vinny Curry, uh, you know, he, he's been a, a great depth player for us. You know, he's got one, he's got 1.5 sacks, three pressures. You know, he, he's been solid for us in, in the run game. Not too bad. Stock's about even. Gennard Avery obviously went down with uh, injury. Uh, he's on the IR, but I, I you know, he, he flashed a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, there's no stock movement there. How are you feeling about Vinnie Curry and Gennard Avery and Hargrave? Um, yeah, I, I already said uh, about Josh Sweat. I, I'm way up on him, but Javon Hargrave, um, you know, he's he's a guy that. 
is making a decent chunk of change in $13 million. And, you know, just to have one sack, one tackle for loss through, like you said, he is a guy that is in kind of a really robust uh, defensive line. We got, we got some studs that are along that D line where we're really hurting is the layer of defense right behind him at the linebacker position. So if I had the choice between having a more solid linebacker or Javon Hargrave, I would definitely take the linebacker at this point. I think we're kind of good at the defensive line position. We're good at defensive tackle, good at defensive end. We can kind of give that a rest, and we can probably focus on the guys behind them. Um, that's what I would like to see, at least, uh, you know, in, in, in Javon Hargrave's production hasn't been that much more of Hassan Ridgeway. So, you know, yeah, I mean, you think if they if they poured money into the linebacker position like that, you know, that would have been, you know, you know, they won't. I mean, right, especially, right. but um, that would have been interesting. Um, but uh, again, like moving on to the linebackers, obviously the name that has been been dragged through the street over the, the season, Nate Gary. You know, he, he I, to me, he was a, uh, a liability. Uh, they talk about his ability to get this team lined up and, you know, to make adjustments and his just his football IQ. But talking about his, his football play, like whether it be washed out on plays or whether it be, um, you know, picked off on rub routes or just his ability in space um, to get taken advantage of, you know, stocks, <laughs> stock way yeah. down. Um you know, TJ Edwards, I think, you know, obviously he, he dealt with, uh, you know, he's out for, uh, and he came, he recently came back, uh, you know, his performance against the Cowboys, very, you know, very nice, man, 12 tackles, six solo tackle for loss. And he had a, you know, a strip sack. Um, I just think TJ Edwards, he's a, a cerebral guy. Um, you know, do they trust him as a, a three down player? That's, you know, he's still, you know, still yet to be seen, but I, I think he's he's definitely serviceable. I have a stock up there with T.J. Edwards, just off of his his play last game. You know, Alex Singleton to me, his stock is up. Uh, you talk about that Giants game when you know he causing a you know pressure in the face of uh, Daniel Jones. He he's a guy that you know he's a great depth player, um, and now he's got his opportunity to, to uh, you know get some starting reps out there i think uh he showed a lot in the tank for me um duke riley you know i still you know he's a special teams captain for the eagles um you know he's been serviceable uh, he hasn't you know been you know outstanding he hasn't been terrible i think uh you know he, his stock is at a standstill for me davion taylor i think stock down there i think uh i wish to see more from him obviously he, he's a when he got drafted, it was said that he's a raw uh, prospect. Uh, he's got a lot of athleticism. I think the football IQ has to catch up with his athleticism. So from there, I have a stock down. So I'd love to see him on the field as a third-round pick. Um, Sean Bradley, I have a stock up. You know, a uh, six-round player out of Temple. You know, he he, he showed some flashes. I, I think uh, you'd like to see him get some more looks on the season. Uh, you know, he's he's – Added some uh, reps at special teams, so I like I like what I see in Sean Bradley. Bradley like to see a little bit more. So, how are you feeling about the linebackers, my friend? Uh, well, Nate Gary, I don't need to say much about him. Everybody's on the same page there. I mean, he has been just abysmal this year. 
um, you know, just getting picked apart by every 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 um, matchup that he goes up against. Really, uh, T.J. Edwards, he he's been a middle of the road guy for me. I think that we really just were dealt a shitty hand of uh, cards here with the linebacker position. I think that each one of these guys, maybe if they had some other linebackers around them, they would also, we would also see an uptick in their performance, but it's a bunch of bums surrounded by bums. Unfortunately. TJ Andrews is a bum. Listen, man, I'm just saying this entire position group is a bunch of bums. (laughs) That's that's, that's what I'm saying. I think, um, I think Edward just he he showed something at least, and I think I think if I'm if I'm going to be uh, you know Alex Singleton for what he is, I think he's played fairly well. I was just yeah, I was just getting to Singleton. I think he's been the brightest spot of this linebacker group, in my opinion, Alex Singleton. But is he's, he's none of these guys are leaping off the page with talent? Is what my like. I came in a little bit hot calling them bums. Yeah, okay. But what my point is, is that there's no game changers in this linebacker position. That just doesn't exist in this group. Uh, We have some guys that make good plays. That certainly does happen. I think TJ Edwards, I think Alex Singleton, I think they've both made good plays in individual situations. Uh, But it's just not a reliable position at all on this defense across the board. Um, Duke Riley, you know, he holds his own, um, but could be better. Davian Taylor, we were expecting a lot more out of him. He's a really quick linebacker. Um, and you know, for the Eagles, uh, to take a a third round pick on a linebacker, you know, they're not going to do it in the first or second round. Uh, but when they finally do cash in on that linebacker position, I was hoping it was going to be a guy that was going to be able to start at some point during this year. He doesn't look like he's going to be ready to go at any point. He's still very green. Uh, Sean Bradley is another one who I'm not so sure he's going to be ready to start this year, but at least with Sean Bradley, I have seen uh, both in goal line packages and in on special teams. I've seen him uh, perform well. I think that Sean Bradley for a sixth round pick, he's, he's done well. And um, I think that we might have something in him in years moving forward, but I don't expect to see too much of an impact from him on the defense um, this year. Uh, I thought you would be higher on because he's a temple product, hey. like you said. I, I'm, I'm, I'm high on him, but not one mention of temple to you, man. I, hey, I uh, your alma mater, your alma mater, dude. It, it is my alma mater. I uh, I'm just trying to keep it real, though. Trying to keep it real. Okay. Well, we're gonna keep it real. Uh, one player who's been keeping it real. Moving on to the cornerbacks, Darius Slay has been a let's say gift. He's the something that I've been looking for in a CB one for a long time. Um, you know, he's been able to uh, shut down opposing wide receivers. Um, you know, it, the thing about him, it, it's you know, he he's just showed up big time and time again. Um, he hasn't allowed a number one receiver, opposing number one wide receiver, to have a big game against them this whole season. Um, so stock is way up for me uh, and for Darius Slay and for the stuff he does off the field as well. Him and his wife have done a great job in the community as well. Uh, stock down on Avante Maddox. Obviously, fan of his game. Um, 
you know, he, he has that versatility to play inside and out. Maybe his, his, his future position is inside. But I think given the way, you know, he's, you know, they, they moved on from Rasul, they moved on from Sydney. You know, they, they tried Avante Maddox on the outside. Uh, he's been a little bit inconsistent. Um, you know, he, he's dealt with some injuries. Um, and he's, you know, he's been uh, – they've taken advantage of him. Um, some of the, the bigger targets have been, uh, you know, taking advantage of his size. I still, I still, I still like what he brings to the table in, in terms of, you know, he's got the twitch, he's got some speed, um, so he, he's there sometimes in coverage. Um, but I, I think he's got to get better. Uh, Nick Nickel Roby Coleman, um, stock down there. I thought uh, he'd give you more on the inside. Um, I think uh, I just for me, I, I just think he's uh, he's been picked on here and there. Um, you know, missing tackles. He leads, he leads the team with seven missed tackles, uh, this year, you know, that, that play where Daniel Jones is running down the field and he doesn't even like make the effort to go after like that, that kind of, that kind of stuff shows up to me. And it's definitely, you get stocked down for that kind of stuff. Uh, Craven LeBlanc, um, I think he's, he's been a, a role player for, you know, and he's, he's, he's quality depth. Um, but I need to see more from him, Craig James as well. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely a special teams player. He had some depth. I still, still, still need to see more from him. Um, how are you feeling with those, the, the cornerbacks? Uh, there's one that I'm feeling really good about. It's Darius Slay, obviously. Um, I was nervous. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just the, the cornerbacks of Christmas past is what I, w- I was thinking about uh, back when we tried to get Namdi, back when we tried to get Byron Maxwell. Um, it didn't work out for us. So anytime that we were bringing in a guy who's supposed to be that guy, I just got a little bit nervous that it wasn't going to work out. I am really, con- I'm really happy that Darius Slay ended up being the baller that we expected him to be. He has been, he's held down his own and uh, done everything we expected him to do so far this year. As for the rest of our corners, I can't really say the same. Uh, Avante Maddox, I was really expecting him to take over that second cornerback position on the outside. And, you know, he was in there and he just didn't live up to what we were expecting. Um, Whether or not that is just uh, him getting his legs underneath of him and... Uh, you know, living up to the moment, or if it's just he just doesn't have the talent, I don't know. Um, I, I hope that he can turn it around and we can start to see some more production out of him in the second half of the season. Nickel Roby Coleman is a guy, though, that I, I don't see him turning it around. I think that he kind of is what he is. I was expecting better play out of the slot corner position, and quite frankly, um, I, I would kind of feel better with uh, Cravon LeBlanc in there. Um, I think Cravon did a decent job in the slot corner position in years past. Um, And I think that, I don't know, you think that there could be a little competition going on there uh, for the second half of the season? Who's going to be starting? uh, NRC or or Cravon? Could be, you know. Um, I mean, you think about the the plays that Cravon came came up with um, in his, his short, limited time when called upon, especially what last season. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Because 
they're looking for more production, uh, you know, more production from a tackling standpoint, you know. And uh, so Craig James made the team, though, over both Russell Douglas and Sidney Jones. Any sort of – you missing those guys at all this year? You know, well, you know, Sidney Jones, I guess he, he was having a good year. Uh, he ended up getting injured, I believe. I'm not sure where he stands now. Russell Douglas also had, you know, that's one guy I would I would I would have kept Russell. I think. Uh, I was surprised when we let them both go, for sure. Yeah, I, I was. You're gonna let one go. It, it, I would have kept uh, Russell out of out of that group. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Craig James is good for what he is, but you know, he's a, he's a special teamer when it comes down to it. I don't think that um, he really holds a role as a uh, as a cornerback. I mean, he's good in depth, but I would, like you said, rather have Rasul out there than Craig James. Um, again, when we were moving on to the safeties, uh, you know, obviously riding cloud for me, I, I have stock up there. I think he's uh, been that, you know, he's been that leader in the back end of the, the roster uh, or back end of the uh, secondary. I think, um, you know, sometimes you're looking for glue guys, the guys that can bring the team together especially in the secondary. I think he's a guy that definitely uh, is vocal, definitely is a guy who um, shows some versatility back there, leads the Eagles with seven passes defended on the, on the season. Uh, always re- reliable when, uh, you know, asking him to come up and make a hit, put a stick on a player and make a tackle. I think uh, Jalen Mills, a guy who's started his, his career here as a corner, um safety is a position that he has played in the past in college i think he's you know he's been okay i think uh you'd like to see you know how he progresses in in the second half of the season will parks i you know for Jalen mills i'm I'm gonna stock is at a standstill will parks um i think uh you know he dealt with an injury i think that really put his stock down but i i really feel like you know moving forward how do they plan to use him like you know you know it, it it could be interesting to see way he's implemented by Jim Schwartz you know but I, I feel like for me Will Parks moving on I think the stock will be up right now it's it's, it's his stock is down due to the fact that he's been injured and hasn't really uh put his stamp on this defense Marcus Epps Epps is the guy who got uh hurled by Ayuk wasn't that yeah yep and he had COVID he's dealing with COVID. he just um uh, did did he have COVID or did, was it was he was around some like he, he did test positive for COVID? I think he tested positive. Yeah. Um, still need to see more from him. Uh, you know, he's a he's a depth piece. Uh, but I I I'd more likely want to see more Kayvon Wallace. He showed um some flashes. Uh, he's been um uh, on special teams, and uh, I I think. He, I think he just has to make a, a name for himself moving on. Yep. Yeah. I think that, um, I think Rodney McLeod has, uh, he's, he's done well in ever since Malcolm's departure. I think he's done well as being a leader on this team. Uh, I think that he holds his safety position down well. Jalen Mills' transition to safety, I think, has been okay. It, 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 it hasn't been anything spectacular by any means, but I think that. Uh, he's, he's holding his own. There's one thing that I've always regarded Jalen Mills that he's really good at, and that's his tackling ability. 
I think that that hasn't changed. Um, and it, we're starting to see him really be uh, used in blitz packages as well, which is, you know, if we're talking about his tackling, that's something I think he can really uh, yeah, make an impact on this defense with. Um, Will Parks, man, I we were so excited to see him uh, get involved in this defense. And it's just been underwhelming to say the least um right. you know he said granted he spent a lot of time injured he's still he's still what were we about to say to blame it on the hammy blame it on the hammy yeah he spent a lot of time injured but you know um we're at a point right now where we need guys to uh step up i'm, I'm sorry that his hamstrings are hurting them uh but we are we're, we're hurting as a team right now we we need to see some production um, and I would like to see that production out of Kayvon Wallace. Kayvon Wallace, to me, is a guy who is taking advantage of the opportunities that are being presented to him. Uh, you know, he had the first fumble recovery of the entire season. He was, he's a, an aware player. Um, I think that he has great energy out on the field. I think that he's been playing well uh, when called upon. Marcus Epps, you know, he's uh, – that. <laughs> Him getting hurdled, that was kind of like a Nate Gary light moment. Um, it's I don't think he's anything spectacular. He's a depth guy, uh, but I anytime he's on the field, I don't feel too comfortable about it. So his stock for me is, it, it was never high. So maybe it's at a standstill, but it's at a low standstill. Um, Kayvon Wiles for me is a little bit up. And to be honest with you, Rudy Ford, while he doesn't get uh, many snaps at all on the defensive side of the ball. And as far as special teams are concerned, that guy is the first guy down to make the tackle every single kick and punt return. So, I mean, he has been, to me, he's been absolutely balling on special teams. I've loved what I've seen out of Rudy Ford. Um, and, you know, he's he's earned his opportunity to play in those positions. He's only uh, logged, uh, he's only played four games on the season, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see as the season Goes on. Uh, moving on to special teams, uh, Jake Elliott uh, definitely stocked down, way down. I think uh, you know Jake, Jake Elliott started off with a bang in his career. Uh, he's been he was a uh, a guy that was you know pretty much clutch, um, and, and he's just been very erratic as of late. Uh, I think we need another conversation with uh, Jason Peters. Uh, he's made. Only eight of twelve field goals this season, uh, at sixty-six point seven. This is uh, his lowest uh, percentage um, of his career, and uh, he's only one of thirty-two kickers that have had a worse mark. So, wow. looking at uh, Jake Elliott, that we're not really used to seeing. Um, you know, Cam Johnson, um, the punter. Uh, he's been solid. He's average. Uh, he's averaging a career best, fifty point four yards per punt this season. I think uh, that's what you like to see in your punter. You know, it's like, yeah, we got the one of the best punters in the league. Uh, <laughs> it's not something you want to be uh, bragging, bragging about. about. But he's he's been solid. Uh, Rick Lovato. You know, he's he is what it is. Uh, you know, if you're not if if you're not having any bad snaps. Um, you know, that's, that's you're doing a good job, doing a good job as a long snapper. Yeah. So, uh, how you yeah. feeling about Jake? 
man, Jake, Jake Elliott has kickers. Are, kickers are so weird. Once they're out of their groove, they're out of their groove, man. And they, uh, they just say, they seem like they've never kicked the ball before. Uh, Jake Elliott, like you can totally see not only in his confidence and his demeanor, but you can see it in, in Doug Peterson as well. Doug doesn't want to look at all the plays that were going forward on fourth down. We're going for the two point conversions. It seems to me like, Doug Peterson wants to keep Jake Elliott off the field as much as possible. I don't think Doug Peterson has any confidence in Jake Elliott uh, to convert a kick. So I think that the stock is way down on Jake Elliott. Uh, And as for Cam Johnson, I mean, my man has had enough opportunities to punt. Uh, (laughs) We've been doing a lot of it this year. So for Cam Johnson to be, you know, one of the best punters in the NFL, uh, quite frankly, we've, we've needed him so far this year. Uh, we've needed his big leg to get the opponent on the other side of the field when Carson isn't turning the ball over on our side of the field. Yeah. So I mean, wow. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's, that, I felt like that was a uh, you know a midterm project for school. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you really had to just sit back, look at, and think about what what has transpired over the last couple of weeks. I feel like uh, you know. We got an opportunity to uh, turn it around. Um, obviously, the NFC East is what it is. Um, yep. It's NFC East at the moment. We talk about making the playoffs, something that Eagle fans, some parts of the Eagle fan base don't want to hear it. They don't want to even, they're not excited about that. It's not something they're looking forward to, but. It's happening, you, folks. <laughs> you, potentially could win <laughs> with uh you know you, if you if you beat when you beat the Washington football team Cowboys and you know the Giants this week uh there's a there's a possibility that you win the NFC East yeah it's, uh, it's not going to take much at all so i mean obviously like if you get six wins you could win the NFC East and it, you're just hoping that the team gets. This is the only thing that I'm banking on right now. This team gets hot at the right time. They find their identity. We haven't seen that yet from this football team. Seen flashes defense defensively. They've showed up. Offensively, it's been kind of a mess. Uh, we still don't believe in uh, Doug P's play calling, and Carson Wentz hasn't given us enough to believe in his consistency of you know that we're used to uh, the turnovers have to stop in order to get better, but you just have to believe that as this team gets healthy, they get players back like Miles Sanders, uh, you get Lane Johnson, you know, the offensive line, Sue Milo gets back at left guard. You're looking at an offensive line in front of Carson Wentz that he is used to. Um, and, and again, it's, it's really up to Carson Wentz. Yep. As far as we go. Yeah. As, as, as well as he plays is as far as we get. You yeah. Know, that's that's what it is. That's that's what it is. It's it's gonna come down to Carson's play. Um because quite frankly, we're we're being handed this division right now. Uh the way that the injuries have worked out, the way that just the poor performances like we've been expecting out of uh the Washington football team the Giants. You know, they, they, their new coaches are still trying to figure out what the hell to do with their teams. 
And the Eagles have a wide open road to the playoffs right now. And it's it's really kind of uh, depressing in a sense that like they, I feel like everybody in Philadelphia has this feeling that the Eagles inevitably are going to be in the playoffs, but they're not going to be able to do anything because we, we in reality shouldn't be there. Um, in any other year where the we don't have just a completely atrocious division, we're not sniffing anywhere near the playoffs with uh, the record that we have or the team that we're putting out there. Um, but the reality of this year is that's exactly what's going on. We have a team that is the best of the pile of shit. <laughs> and so uh, we're, we're the best turd. So, wow. What a... Bro, what what do you get? What, what do you want me to say that that we're lighting the world on fire? Ours. Ours. I'm just and um, well, we're we're at opportunity, right? We're taking on the Giants this week. You stack another dub. You're at four, four, and one, and starting to have fun. Yeah, and you head to the Cleveland Browns. Um, that will be interesting. I mean, you could be five, four, and one heading into the Seahawks. Yep, and that's. That's where the gauntlet of, you know, top-notch quarterbacks that we're going to play in with Russell Wilson, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Kyler Murray. Um, And then you're facing the Cowboys in Washington. So if you can catch a dub against the Giants, 4-4-1, catch a dub versus the Browns, which is reasonably to ask. Totally. 5-4-1. And say you catch an L against the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, like you got you, you catch a dub versus the Cardinals, the Cowboys, you know the Eagle. I mean the the Washington Football Team. That's that's doable. Totally, totally, and that's how I think that we have to look at the season. I have to. I think that we have to look at it one game at a time. And just try and win each week. And who knows? If you end up just taking it one game at a time, we might look back behind us and realize that we put a little bit of a streak on our, on ourselves. So if if we could do that, I mean, we've already got one right now. Got we got uh, two games, trying to make it three, and maybe this gives us the little jolt of momentum that we needed. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, me and Evan were. Thankful you guys for you guys sticking around for the midseason stock report. It was nice. A uh, it was nice. It was a nice homework assignment. Yeah, kind of like talking it out. This was this was obviously a longer one. So uh, you know we appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, for you newcomers, subscribe to us on Fourth and John. Leave us a review. Five star five star review rating would be nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know any any words for you before we get out of here, Evan? Uh, I just want to say that like we still have the second half of the season ahead of us where the first half was ugly, but we're turning the page right now. We're ha- we're heading to the second half. Uh, we're getting some players back. We have some promise. Uh, I, I, I was speaking pretty negatively today about the state of our roster, but you know, I've been surprised before and I, I would love to be surprised with a better performance in the second half than the first. Hey, Ev, this was you all on this podcast. Oh no! We suck again. <laughs> you give me we suck again vibe. Uh, but if again. I'm gonna anything, I feel like uh, it's a it's a great opportunity to move forward and look at this team in a better light with guys getting back healthy. Uh, again, the most important part of this next half of the season is how well Carson plays, and it 
him being confident in what he's doing out there. And Doug Peterson um, really getting his play calling together. That could be a godsend for this Eagles football team. Uh, but we are looking forward to uh, stacking a dub. And uh, for me and Evan, we will see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.